Yeah. And little baby Luke Perry came on the screen and Jason Priestley. And I was like, have you seen Luke Perry recently, Mom? <laughs> and she was like, no. And I was like, all right. He's a little, like, like, he... He is hot. Yeah, yeah. He, he is a hot dad. Yeah, no, he, he, conti- he continues to be an attractive man as he grows older. He's an attractive man who is exactly 20 years older than me. <laughs> we have the same birthday. There you go. So anyway, um, I was showing um, her Riverdale and she was like... Hmm. Watching it, watching it, and she was like, that girl, Betty, she looks like that Britney who died. <laughs> I was like, huh? She means Britney Murphy. Oh. Yes. That Britney who died. <laughs> yes. Then she looked at Archie for a while, and she was like, hmm, he does look like a robot who's a man. <laughs> look at his eyebrows. And then she was like, what's that thing between his eyebrows? And I was like, I don't know. He obviously had some sort of sports injury Yeah, at some I, point. I assume it was a scar. Like, but then she the... was like, no, no. That's where he plugs himself in at nighttime. <laughs> Just right in the forehead. <laughs> it's like, Mom. Thanks, Mom. All hey. right. <laughs> Thanks, Mother. So that was my afternoon. Yeah. Uh... She paid no attention to... Oh, and she also thinks Keith Ulrich is much more attractive now than he was when he was a kid. Yeah. he's uh, it's yeah. He, the, the ruggedness works better for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry my house is killing you, by the way. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, I look like I look like I have some sort of, like, zombie plague that started in this one eye. Yeah, you, and it's you, like... <laughs> yeah, you got the one blood eye. I'm going to take a shower when I get home. It'll be all right. Maybe they'll wash the terrible out. Yeah, yeah. Whatever's happening, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know, but I, like... Like, as soon as you got in, just... It was just like... And, like, first my neck was itchy, and I was like, whatever, my neck's always itchy. Yeah. But then my eyes just started, like, running uncontrollably. (laughs) And then Brian had to go and buy me Reactin. (laughs) And it was okay, except this one eye got something in it during that whole episode, and now it's just... Yeah. Oh, it is a good thing that I went on my first date. Not my first date ever. (laughs) My first date (laughs) with someone on Thursday, as opposed to, like, tomorrow. (laughs) Because he would be like, I don't think we should go out. He's seen you before. I know. (laughs) He's seen you many times before. Clearly, you've somehow developed a zombie plague since I last saw you. No more dates, Aaron. No more dates. We're back to Riverdale. Back to Riverdale. You can tell from our hilarious banter. You know know what people always say is like, Oh man, they wanted a break. They came back, never missed a step. Like the new new, uh, Samurai Jack, never missed a step. This one missed a step. I mean, I liked it. I think I liked it more than episode seven. It was, but it was not a great coming back from a two week hiatus. No, it didn't answer anything. No, nothing was answered. They really should have done. They should have done hiatus after six. Yeah, because six was awesome. Six was a great place to stop at. Yeah, because stuff happened in this episode, but it felt very. It was slowly paced, airy. Yeah, I felt like I could keep up with it, which is good. Which is good, but unusual. Yeah, and like. I don't know. It just, everything felt weird. Yeah. It was a weird episode. Yeah. I don't know if I can always, if I can exactly put it into like words other than But something weird. didn't feel right. Yeah. It, 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 I it, was like <laughs> excited to be back, but I don't know. And now right. there's another break coming up. Guys, there's another break coming yeah, up. Yeah, they have, they have like a one week break. We have like two episodes and then a break. Three episodes and then a break. It's between... Th- Nine and ten? Ten and eleven. Tw- it's between ten and eleven, yeah. Why? 
What is happening? Riverdale. <laughs> Get yourself together. What is, what is happening? Don't you know people are making podcasts about this? Exactly. We rely on you for constant updates. Without you, we have no content. Yeah, we have to do something else. Veronica Mars, which I'm so glad we're back to Riverdale in like the respective lightness. Because I listened to the Veronica Mars episode and I was like, oh man, we are treading into some dangerous territory. It's, 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 it's heavy. a heavy. It's heavy. It's a heavy episode. I mean, like, like it's, it's it's funny saying like, oh, the lightness of Riverdale. It's like it's. It is heavy, but... But they don't treat it like it's heavy. Let's get into it. This is uh, episode eight, The Outsiders. The Outsiders. So the Coopers are having a photo shoot. But they had a photo shoot in the past. Yeah. Because Polly's not pregnant. No, no, no. I well, ass- at, at the end, you see them holding the photo. I assume it's to announce the release of this newspaper that Alice Cooper has just decided that she runs. <laughs> Which is why she gets her entire family there. Exactly. She's like, I am launching a newspaper. Here's the photo op for that. Well, because it's not just a family photo because there's like flashes going off. Yeah. It almost looks like a, like a press release. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being <laughs> like having a newspaper release and be like, here's the family? I'm like, okay. I don't care. Great. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's not what it's for, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's for. I mean, like, Jughead's having a voiceover about it, talking about the Oh Coopers. my gosh. Jughead's voiceover. Hilarious. He's like, in case you uh, didn't watch the first seven episodes, here's everything that happened. Yeah. Yeah. In voiceover form. I th- I, well, I mean, I think because they realize they're having a break between these two, they're that's like, all true. right, here is a big recap. After the initial recap. In case you didn't put all the pieces together, Jughead will lay them oh, all no, out for Jughead you. Oh, no. Jughead explains everything. Uh, well, he also talks about, like, uh, oh, when the Coopers were married, it was a big deal because they were high school sweethearts who... Literally everyone on this show marries their high school sweetheart. Like, that's clearly not a big deal. Um, not... Oh, no, they only went on... I was going to say um, uh, Luke Perry Andrews and Miss Lodge, but they only went on one date. No, they went on several dates in high school, but yeah. then um, Luke... Or no, not Luke Perry. Then Mrs. Lodge picked the rich kid. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they... So they weren't. So they didn't marry their high school sweetheart. <laughs> but they married their second high school sweetheart, their rebound sweetheart. As far as we know, their high school rebound. Here, I think is much older than uh, Hermione, but though. F- Luke Perry Andrews does have that line that says, "You picked the rich kid." Oh yeah, fair enough. Who knows? Who knows? Eventually, we'll see him. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe eventually we'll also see uh, Archie's mom. Archie's mom, played by Molly Ringwald. We yeah. know she's coming. Yeah, she's going to come in the season finale, and she's just going to wreck. All of the love between Luke Perry Andrews and Hermione. And all the love in general. There's so much love in the show. Alright, so so we, we have this thing where they sort of like introduce a bunch of stuff. I had this one point uh pointed out or one thing out where Cheryl is wearing a shirt with the word bitchy on it. I saw that during a flashback. Yeah, well it was, it was when like Polly and Jason were talking in pops, and then Jason goes away. Yeah. I think I think that was the moment where Jason was forced to break up with Polly. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Um because Cheryl's like watching him from a booth booth and she just has a just all she maybe there's more to it, but it's just like an it archer. Just, it just says bitchy. Yeah. And, like, and you're like, All yeah. right. I mean, you're a teenager. Maybe you shouldn't wear that seventeen year old. We were watching nine oh two and and one of the characters said bitch, and you're like, I think that was a big thing at the time. This is when the character just wears a shirt. Sure, I know. <laughs> it Times says bitchy on it. Guys, in the past twenty seven years, times they haven't changed. <laughs> 
oh, Kevin, I've watched so much 90210. I bought the second season. Okay, so you're going to be continuing with it. Yes. Guys, <laughs> I'm going to watch all of it. Good, good, good. <laughs> We're not, but you are. I am. Just me. See you alone. Okay, so apparently it's not a secret that Polly is staying with the Lodges. No. Because they bring Sheriff Keller on down there to get Polly's testimony. Yeah. And this is the most even Sheriff Keller has ever interrogated a teenager. Like, he is not enraged yeah. or threatening her at all. Every other conversation he's ever had with a teenager has been weird and threatening. And this one, maybe it's because, like, Miss Lodge is there. He's and like, was like, oh, no, a grown-up. He's like, oh, no, now I have to. No. <laughs> or oh, maybe oh. he just watched a lot of police procedurals between his last investigation and now. And now he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I see how I'm supposed to do these investigations. He's about to sit down and it's like, hey, you know what you should not be is an asshole to kids. And he was like. Oh, oh, I see. And they're like, here's a, a bunch of episodes of CSI. Watch them. <laughs> Watch Grisham. Watch does, how he does it. Does Grisham yell at children? Grisham does not yell at children. Grisham loves children. <laughs> I know they do grown-up things. Yeah. But they're children. <laughs> but yeah, essentially yeah. they have a talk where um, Polly explains everything and to him. she what she explains that we the audience actually or she confirms that we the audience actually yeah. learn for new yeah that was not a sentence um is that jason was running the drugs for the serpents, the serpents. yes something Which we've heard of we we i think we were able to put that together but now it's like confirmed yeah. he for sure was running unless drugs it was just for a them. random other gang yeah or he was just running gang running drugs for just a person yeah but or hear him who knows who knows? Well, I mean, we Hiram, know. who wasn't living in Riverdale anymore. It's but fine. we know. It's it's the serpents. We know it's the serpents. Yeah. Anyway. So it confirms a few things, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, very even talk. Uh, Surprisingly reasonable and logical. Yeah. Yeah. And then then we cut from that to uh, to bro time. Some cute family banter in <laughs> which... Which Jughead is part of the family. Yes. Jughead's the... Archie's brother. Yeah. No, no. They are college roommates. Right. And Luke Perry Andrews is the third roommate. Which, which, uh, which is yeah, true. Yeah. He's yeah. just the responsible roommate. Exactly. Yeah. He's the one who went back to university at the age of 25 and is yeah. like, oh, guys. But this is a good scene because it has some um, – we 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 joke a lot that it like it's cool that um <laughs> that Archie and Jughead are friends. I wish I could see them being friends. They're friends here. They play yeah. video games together. They talk like people who would – doing that are i wanted to rewind and see what video game they're playing because i didn't look at it close enough i um, was dying while they were playing that game that's when i was taking my medication <laughs> yeah so I, I thought it was mortal Kombat, but i may have only no, thought no, that no, because it, of veronica mars no it's not mortal Kombat. no one plays mortal Kombat. there are there was names over the characters heads and there was and and i'm, I'm reasonably sure that might be a real game because there there's this time in like the 90s and the thousands where they would just make a fake game and that's the game that they're playing mm. Uh, and then <laughs> I guess now it's, just, it's easy enough to just find to just a, get a game. Yeah, yeah. Rather than being like, oh, this looks like no game that has ever been played ever. <laughs> ever. And people are like, uh. Well, I'm going to try to figure this out. <laughs> but you know what? You know what I appreciate about that scene? And it, literally we're like three minutes into the episode right now, but that's fine. Um, the show, it's like they heard our feedback and they're finally showing us something. Yeah. Instead of telling us something. Yeah. And like this scene... Once again, even though it's a short scene, it does a very good job of continuing. And they do this a few times this episode. I'll mm-hmm. bring them up when they come up. Um, continuing this relationship with a Jughead and Archie mm-hmm. in a very casual way. But in this, but they utilize the scene to put information out specifically that the um, 
uh, construction starting to be done. The next on, day, they're yeah, going to break ground. On the drive-in. Yeah. 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 And Fred Perry, Fred Perry, that's what we're calling him now. Luke Perry Andrews. <laughs> Fred, Fred Perry Andrews. <laughs> Apparently Fred Perry is what I decided to call him. Fred Perry <laughs> acknowledges yeah. that it's, um, you know, that he knows that this is a little bit of a fraught time because... Yeah. Uh, Jughead loved the drive-in, so well, actually, all good things. Well, actually, the way he said it, I wonder if they now know he lived in the drive-in. I, I think, think so. I th- yeah. Yeah. So th- that is a good way of getting of making it clear that information has been shared without being like, by the way, you used to live in the drive-in. By him being like, I know the drive-in's a sore subject for you. Exactly. It means like, oh, he, he knows. probably knows that... That's where Jughead used to live. Because Archie knows. So he probably and tells Archie his dad. told his dad. Because Archie and uh, Luke Perry Andrews tell each other everything. Yeah, they have a soup. Like, they, they have a pretty great. They have like, a baller relationship. Yeah. Uh, so, then we get the uh, teen circle. And Kevin continues to be the worst. Well, but, well, he had some quip that I was like, he's the worst. But then Veronica has a worse immediately quip. has a worse quip. And I but, was like, nope. My, my thing was that Kevin is involved again. Because Kevin yeah. Kevin insults Blossom in front of in front, <laughs> in front of, of Cheryl. Cheryl. He's like, the Blossoms are monsters. No offense, Cheryl. And Cheryl's like, why am I, why am I here? <laughs> why am I friends with why you guys? Why am I in this scene? Oh, right. Baby stuff. Baby stuff. All right. Uh, I guess I have to be in this scene. Remember now, when I was a main character? <laughs> uh, did you, by the way, did you notice that uh, a certain Josie McCoy was not in this episode, despite the fact that there was a scene she definitely should have been in because Melanie, Melody and Valerie were in it? Yeah, no, Josie wasn't there. Josie's not a main character. Josie's not a main character. Uh, oh, no, so, but Veronica says the worst, continues to be the worst character ever written because they're talking about, like... Oh, there's murder and yeah. this baby. We're talking about the baby Our going. Our life is really hard. Yeah. There are a lot of problems in yeah. this town that we have to deal with. And Veronica rich girls it away by being like, no, you know what's difficult? Being invited to two parties and not knowing which one to go to. And this is a little moment where I like Kevin a little bit more because he put his hands on his shoulder and gives her a look that's like, shut up. Yeah. Seriously. And then she's like, I know. Actually happened to me. And it's like... Because she thought that he was like gay best friending. No, he, he was not no, gay he best was friending. Not. He was like, Veronica, know your audience. Read the room. This, not your audience. <laughs> <laughs> These people don't like you. So in order to fix it, she comes oh. up with also the, the worst plan the worst ever. ever. She's going to throw a baby shower for Polly. And invite both of the moms because the moms can't fight in public. Apparently, well, she wasn't there for when Miss Blossom punched Punched. out Cheryl in front of the sheriff. But you think Hermione would have been like, uh, yeah, Miss Blossom punched out Alice Cooper (laughs) last night, just so you know. She does later. Well, keep in mind, they don't have the, um... A Luke Perry Andrews, Archie Andrews relationship, where they tell each other everything. That's true. Yeah. That's true. They tell each other a lot, yeah. but not everything. Uh, <laughs> which, like, like, this is such a, like, a trite thing to be like, like, oh, there's problems going on. We'll just throw a baby shower and it'll be fine. And the, the unfortunate thing that I have is that the, the series treats it like, yeah, they'll do that. This is fine. This yeah. does make it better. And, I mean, it is the kind of dumb plan a 16-year-old come up with. Because <laughs> yeah. when I was 16... 17, 22, most of my plans were like, I'm going to throw a party. At the party, I will do X, Y, Z. Then, dot, 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 
profit. Yeah. Yeah, Veronica wants to be a baby shower, and this is going to be our party of the episode. Because we need one of those. There needs to be one party per episode for things to happen at. Exactly. And this one is a baby shower. A baby shower. Yep. Um, so then we have a sad scene where I realize I don't know how construction works. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Luke Perry Andrews, his foreman, like, walks into his canister that he works in. And, yeah. And Luke Perry Andrews is like, hey, ready to bake break ground excited for the job yeah and the foreman is like nope daddy blossom he offered us a contract paid work for two years so uh we're all walking off the well, job well the reason that that that's i i i assume that if they were doing that for like that day they would have already signed a contract exactly apparently not apparently luke well look at <laughs> he's he's very idealistic he'd be like no we don't have to sign contracts <laughs> we operate on a handshake and a smile yeah which was unfortunate because because uh <laughs> guess what daddy blossom operates so, under contracts yeah and so essentially essentially what he's like like because luke perry owns the construction company mm-hmm. he doesn't actually have his own employees he contracts people in right so um obviously daddy blossom has something that will pay more um and i don't think they're constructing for, anything i think they're no, gonna be I think sitting on their butts for, for two, two years. years yeah no because because <laughs> daddy blossom just throws money at them yeah to try to drain someone else that's the thing that'll come up but the point of this scene is that they're gone he doesn't have a crew anymore it's him and uh miss lodge <laughs> and they're like Ugh. Ugh, yeah it's a. Uh, it's a problem it it's a problem uh, then we cut to a scene where Betty is trying really hard to make Miss Cooper normal. <laughs> I know. This entire episode is everyone forgetting how crazy Miss Cooper is and being like, like We'll just normalize her. It's fine. Yeah, it's like we'll try to we'll like like we want we want her there. She'll don't worry, just be less like you were for the last Seven episodes. Seven episodes. The last seven hours we've seen of you. Mm-hmm. Try to not be that. Not be anymore. like that. Go back to Betty's idealized child memories of her mom, I guess. <laughs> Which I don't know. There's, there's got to be a reason they think she's good. Yeah. There has to be a, like, well, that, that shot where Hal's watching, like, <laughs> the, the those old videos. There has to be a scene where, like, Miss Cooper is also cool. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't know about it. <sighs> so, Kevin. Yeah. As you know, I was dying and taking reaction during this first bit of the show. Yeah. I wrote down... Betty only does things out of spite. Um, she lashed out and invited someone to something. I don't know. I don't know what you're I talking about. I don't know about. what I'm talking about either. It made me think about when she invited Cheryl to um, come and hang out at her house yeah. because she was mad at Veronica. Honestly, the <laughs> uh, honestly the beginning of this episode is so blah to me that so many of like the things that happened, I'm just like. Things happen. Like, even my notes are just like, Betty is trying really hard to make Miss Cooper normal. I don't really know what's going on. Like, things are... Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, Betty tries to make her mom normal. Yeah. Her mom, I think... But, 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 well, no, this is where... Oh, no, you know what? This is where Miss... Uh... Oh, God. The reason, I, the reason I forgot about this is because... um. Uh, is because they have this weird cut because at the end of the scene where Veronica was terrible, Miss Cooper comes in and pulls Veronica. Oh, that's right. This is, yeah, sorry. Yes. This is the scene where Miss Cooper confirms and now she knows because the cop told her because the cop because Kevin. Why would he do that? No, do no, 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 no. Yeah, for once he's doing his job. Yeah, he's like, I. You know what I should do? 
I should tell the mother that go, her missing daughter yeah, has been found. I should go tell this minor, the parents of this minor, that she's okay. Yeah. We're just going to interrupt this conversation here because our brother Brian, who you guys know because he was on the podcast. <laughs> was in the room. Was in the room. Apparently, <laughs> apparently did detective work where he went back into the episode and pulled up that game we were curious about. And he did the thing that we never do. Just research. Just research. And uh, he's going to so, come here and talk into my microphone. So, Brian, come talk into Aaron's microphone. Tell us what you found. So, the only things I can kind of figure out is it mostly looks kind of like a newer version of the uh, Marvel game where you play as all the different So, maybe like City of Heroes. Yeah, or those it's, ones. yeah, it looks like one of those. However, it kind of looks like Archie's tag name. I'm not sure if it's Archie or possibly someone else, but it really seems like it's Archie. His tag name is Hits Like a Robot. Well, because he hits like a robot. Yeah. He, yeah. No, it's it's because he is a he, – he, he boxes and he hits like a robot. Someone once told him that. All our suspicions are coming true. <laughs> it's all coming together. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Thanks for doing that. Good guest starring. A+. Um, so then I was really, we go to a new scene and I was really, really concerned that now that Val and Archie are dating, she wasn't a character anymore. Because Archie walks into the room and Luke Perry Andrews is like, oh, how was your date with Val? And I was like, no, you can't just talk about her. She needs to be on the show. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, she's she's, on, on, the she's show. on the show. It continues to be a thing. Um, I wanted to mention something that like, this is this is what I was kind of talking about with the connecting and the airiness and that is that the storylines in the show continue to be super uneven with the idea. Like for a while it was, you know, this super like big murder plot going on. And Archie is like kind of nervous about going on stage. <laughs> uh, now somehow there's this plot that seems like very, very important, like like baby. And so the murder is still kind of the murder plot. Mm-hmm. But some way with the way it's treated, I'm like, I don't care. You're like, this is the subplot. I care about Luke Perry, yeah. Andrews, and, and Archie. And meanwhile, whenever we go to Luke Perry, Andrews, and Archie, I'm like, I want to know what's going on here. I want to know what's happening with mm-hmm. your this, because there's, there's stuff going on. It seems super interesting. But somehow this other thing that is just as, like... And maybe more important. More yeah. important to the original, like, this is the plot. Riverdale's about Jason Blossom being dead. Yeah. That's, like, the main plot. Yeah. Some Somehow, whatever they were doing... Maybe it's because I hate Veronica so much. And we this love... whole baby shower thing is super forced. Yeah, it seems really dumb. Like, let's have a baby shower from this for this this thing that with the baby and the dead dad and like this family that is full of like vampires, vampires and, and witches, witches and, and terrible fathers. Yeah, terrible fathers. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, I thought. In this, so um, Luke Perry Andrews reveals his concerns to Archie. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. Luke Perry Andrews still wears his wedding ring. Yeah. Yes, he does. He is a conflicted soul. Yeah. Because he, because he, because he also has such, such, such feeling feelings. for, um, for uh, Miss Lodge. I will say he has an amazing working relation with Miss Lodge. They're still like very professional yeah. and practical. <laughs> yeah. They're not like, hey, here's some like flirting because now we're doing, they're like, hey, Business. We're at work. Let's talk Bus- about work things. Like they had that one time where they made out. They're like, you know what we should probably do first though? Business. <laughs> I think they made out and Veronica saw them. And now they're like, okay. We we can't make out in the container but They can't make out at Miss Lodge's house either. They have to make out of the Andrews house. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Luke Perry Andrews is the third roommate. <laughs> Yo, my girl's coming over. There's a sock on the doorknob. <laughs> 
Dad. <laughs> Ew. Why don't you just go into your room and turn the TV on like a normal person? <laughs> just don't. Don't, don't tell t- us. I, I was wrong to refer to you as the roommate. You're not my roommate. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Perry Andrews, you're aggressing. <laughs> don't be Dylan McKay. That's his, that's his character from 90210. Yes, it is. He lives alone in a hotel in that TV show. <laughs> so uh, that's a trope. Yeah. Okay. So then we... Then Polly is informed of the baby shower, and they're talking about, like, who they want to invite. And Polly really wants the moms to be there. And only the moms. Yeah. She does not does not want her dad. Yeah. But she wants both of the moms. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right, Polly. That's going to be rough. You realize that they punch each other, right? And well, then Hermione pulls Veronica aside and is like, Veronica. You know they punch each other, right? <laughs> and Veronica's like, Arr! and then Hermione's like, also, the Blossoms are really mad that your dad bought the land, so I'm trying to avoid being near them. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's just this moment in that talk where Veronica's like, wait, things are serious? I hate this. And then she disengages from the from the baby shower. Entirely. Because if you notice later, it's Betty it's and Jughead putting it together. Doing all the work. <laughs> so it's like as soon as Miss Lodge is like, Veronica, serious things are happening. She's like... Ugh, oh, serious things? I just wanted to throw a party. Oh, I'm going to my room. <laughs> I hate you, Mom. How dare you have love in your heart? <laughs> How dare people do things that are serious? Remember when we had money and nothing mattered? Remember when I didn't seem to care about money, but now I do? <laughs> Remember when my character was something different? Remember when I was a better character? Remember when I wasn't just a, sol- just a solid wall for things to <laughs> bounce off of? Huh. Remember that? Remember, Remember that, Mom? Remember, Mom? And then she fades into the distance. <laughs> Disappears <laughs> through the wall. Uh, so Luke Perry Andrews whips up to the Blossom house and confronts Cliff Block- Blossom because he is literally the only straight talker in this town. Oh, yeah. Luke, yeah. Everyone else is like, oh, we'll have all these machinations. And Luke Perry literally tears up in a truck and <laughs> yes. is like, Clifford, let's talk. And Clifford's like, oh, I want to have evil plots. <laughs> I guess I'll explain. I don't like the... Because I'm calling him your boss. I think Clifford also doesn't understand how construction works. <laughs> I think so. Like, your boss is this. Your boss is this. And he's like, you're ruining <laughs> he's like, me. I'm the boss. I have the construction company. You understand? I was not hired. I, it different things. If, I did not buy the land. You know, he's like, oh, well, I'll just have to wait until we, till the person who funded it runs out of money. It's like, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to run out of money, and then that person's going to get someone else to do it, because that was the original plan. Someone who's shady and criminal. I mean, he doesn't know that, but all he knows is that he had to pitch to get the job, yeah. which means other people wanted the job. Mm-hmm. Which, which means, like... Clifford's plan is is such a rich person plan. It's idiotic. He's a man who has clearly never worked a day in his life and does not understand how business works. No, no, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, oh, that's my land. That's where maple syrup came from. Oh, yeah. The reason he wants the land is because his family had it hundreds and hundreds of years ago, and they built their maple syrup business on yeah, this land. It's not spite to hear them, which... Which Miss Lodge is worried about. It's it's to be like, that's where my maple syrup came from. And I'm like, it's a drive-in. It's surrounded by trees. And it was a drive-in for so, so, so long. Because so this is clearly a 1950s drive-in. Like, this yeah. has been around for longer than you've been alive, Clifford. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, Clifford. <laughs> 
You must have been like 18. Yeah. No, no, no wait, he 50s? was dead. No, he, he was, was dead. No, he was pre-dead. He was the opposite. He was pre-born. <laughs> he was a twinkle in his father's eye. His father's maple syrup. Ah. So now Clifford's coming in being like, I told maple syrup, I'm gonna can't get the lay of his mind. Out of, like... Because he doesn't know that, unless if he does secretly know that Hiram doesn't, but, he, but he's no, he to, clearly doesn't. And because it's your boss, whoever it is, he seems like he has infinite money. Your boss. There's a few times where I think maybe he knows, but, but I, I, I think he's just, he just being like <laughs> my land, get my land because back. If there's one thing we know, the only thing the blossoms care about is family. Hey, maple syrup, <laughs> family of maple syrup. <laughs> But um, Luperi Angie threatens to go full dark, no stars. And then Cooper reminds him, you don't have money. He's like, what are you going to do? And Luperi Angie's like, I'm going to go get in my truck and drive home. Yeah. Luperi Angie being, once again, one of the most rational people (laughs) in the show is like, I'm going to figure something something else out. Also, also, because he goes and he talks to um, Miss Lodgins and he's... Yeah. And he's like, I wanted to punch him out, but I didn't because I'm a rational human being. Because <laughs> I'm the only, <laughs> only rational human being yeah. in this town. Yeah. The the border one is like Miss Lodge is rational 95% of the time. Yeah. But there's that 5% where she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I like how so much of this is just Miss Lodge like cleaning up a mess that she <laughs> that she kind of created. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So as he explains this to Hermione, he's like, oh. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. And she's like, it's okay. We're smart, reasonable adults. We'll figure it out. They don't have to figure it out. No. Because, because the they're saved by impulsive teenagers. Who just show up in their cute little construction gear. Yeah, they, yeah, they all look like models walking onto a construction crew shoot. Because Moose has like a sledgehammer over his side. And I'm like, Moose, what are you going to do with a sledgehammer? Mo- You're moving rocks. It's all torn down. What are you? Okay, sure. Yeah, you got yeah. A, you got a such hammer. Good They're for you. They're all wearing like these cute plaid shirts. Yeah, and and and, and Reggie's not with them. It's another character who they don't really show to us. No, it's hidden behind him. <laughs> That's an extra. They have an extra. They here. have an extra because they're like, oh, we really needed Reggie, but he was busy busy filming a movie with Selena Gomez. So <laughs> yeah, we we wanted Reggie, but he was off in something where he actually wasn't a supporting character. Yeah, he, he's a lead in something. Not even a supporting character. No, like a tertiary. Yeah. Not even a tertiary character. Not even a guest star. No, just a guy. A guy who has lines sometimes. <laughs> Yeah! Yeah! So, Archie has found five guys. Yeah. Himself, Jughead, Kevin, yep. Moose, because Moose needs to do stuff. Yeah. And not Reggie. Yeah, other guy. And I'm I'm very, very I'm starting to like Kevin a lot more because they're giving him a lot more to do. I'm very, very impressed Kevin went and worked. Yeah. Yeah. Because... The character they set up for that, for us, it did not seem like that would be a thing that he did. No, he'd be like, I need to hang out with the girls and set up the bridal party because I'm the gay best friend and I'm only stereotypes. No, but in this, but in this scene and in fact in this episode, Episode. he's done a lot more uh, to be a character. Yes. And I mean, he's still- The same thing whenever he's with his dad. Like whenever he's with his dad, he's a character. He's still Kevin. Like, you know, he still has his one-liners, which are much better than Veronica's one-liners. Yeah. And he's still, you know- he he makes some sort of comment about moving around the rocks and um you know he said I much prefer my my exercise my physical exercise to be a one on one oh yeah like boxing. <laughs> like boxing and everyone's like oh no he means sex yeah yeah um so he's still Kevin but it is great that he's there yeah no um, um then we have a scene between Hermione and Alice Cooper 
And they're at Pop Tate's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is because Veronica said, like, well, maybe you can talk to Miss Cooper. And, and I'm Veronica, like. And Veronica's like, huh, really? This, crap. This is All a right. logical choice that we made? Sure. Uh, Miss Cooper, this scene's a lot about the Coopers. And this episode's mm-hmm. a lot about the Coopers. We get a lot out of Miss Cooper in this one where she sort of talks about her. Uh, but it's un, it's not what she was before. No, she has. Because she. Well, she, she, she's like, well, she... She wasn't in the last episode, was she? No, she was. Well, she, she talked talked about, like, being, like, um... When, when, cause, because Miss Cooper's asking her, like, like, I want her to come home with me. She's not even done school yet. And I'm like, well, you pulled her out of school. Yeah, exactly. You sent her to the and mental institution. And told everyone she was on drugs. So, like, I understand the life you want for your child is not a teen pregnant. Yeah. That's the life that most people want for their children. But that's not the life you got for your child. Yeah. So you need to make your child's life as good as possible and respect her wishes yeah. and understand that, yeah, she's 17 and might not make the choices that you would make. And the thing that, that, that I – the most I got out of this scene when I was thinking of it is like, like you can't pull this we love her crap before because everything else we've seen with you – with her and with Betty – Has been about been, appearances. Yeah. Yeah. Which does come up. It's actually pretty um, interesting. But I still – I'm not a fan of how those characters being played. I feel with. like they've just decided to make her sympathetic. Yeah, yeah. They changed her, but not in a very good and not in a very realistic way. Her journey happened off camera and yeah. we're forced to accept it because they tell us about her journey. Yeah. But they're not showing us her journey. Yeah. Uh so here we are back to <laughs> Yeah, they've they've, the they've, construction had, they've site. had a good day of uh, of working. He's like, like, all right, everyone get up there, I'm gonna get you some sodas and you'll get your I mean, they're getting, they're getting paid yeah. for it. They're not just Yeah, yeah, they're not just volunteering. But yeah. um, Jughead is walking around wearing, like, a wife-beater tank top. And I think the reason they did that is because Cole Sprouse, surprisingly cut. But he's not someone who looks, like, bulky and muscular in a t-shirt. Yeah, well, normally and he I, wears, like... He wears, yeah. like, his loose stuff. And I think they were like, okay, the other guys can wear t-shirts. We know they're muscular. Yeah. But we need to show that Jughead <laughs> is just as fine a specimen as these other guys. So yeah. uh, take off his shirt. Jughead, yeah? Jughead also, yeah. I feel like... Even though he is older, looks more realistically like teenage ripped. Yeah, yeah. I actually cut this out of the episode that me, that, um, me and Brian did. But Brian talked a little bit about like how someone looks in high school when mm-hmm. they're like, you know, ripped is different from how someone who's in their twenties looked when they're ripped. Yeah. Um, Cole Sprouse, I, I mean this not as an insult. He looks like a teenager who was ripped. He looks like I had a boyfriend in grade twelve who was super athletic. Yeah. And was, like, very muscular, but mostly he was very muscular because he was 17 and real thin. Yeah. So he had, like, all these muscles, but I was like, that's just because you have no body fat. Yeah. And that's uh, what Cole Sprouse looks like. Then, Mo- then Moose reveals that he left his phone, his phone out there. And you just know this is yeah. going to go wrong. He steps out of the uh, the container into the darkness, and you're like, oh. You're like, oh, Moose, no. Moose, no. Don't go to the darkness. Yeah. And then this pickup comes up, some guys get out, and they start... Okay, one guy has what I thought was a tire iron. They describe it later as a crowbar. It might still be a tire iron. Yeah. And another guy has, has bolt cutters. But, but there's he's no bolts hit- to cut. No, he's hitting. <laughs> They're hitting the generator. He's hitting the generator with the bolt cutters. It- it's like they just found stuff around set, and they were like, here's your weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Moose sees them, and Moose approaches them because Moose is a good guy. Yeah. And they start beating, beating him. Beating up a teenager. Yeah. Which, by the way, they just beat up a teenager. Like I think you have um, reasonable suspicion to go and interview Clifford Blossom. 
Sergeant Keller. Well, yeah, Sheriff we'll, Keller. We'll, 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 we'll get into that, but they have they like they're beat they beat him up. Uh, the lights are going weird because they're hitting also hitting the generator. And everyone's everyone like, runs oh god, out, runs out. Moose is on the ground. He's kind of moving, which is good. Uh, yeah. Um, and then. Uh, and then the guys run away. I thought they might, like, like, like oh, God, are they going to kill off Moose? I know. He's not super beaten up. No, no. Um, he could be a lot worse. Yeah. So, and then they drive away, and then they're like, what? Crazy. And then Luke Perry Andrews does the right thing. Yeah. And calls, calls the police. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Um, tonight I have made the responsible choice and I'm mixing my reactin with some red wine. <laughs> um, it is called like Alpha Zeta, which I like cause that's weirdly Greek sounding, but it's a Valpolicella, which what? is not a Greek wine. But it's called Alpha Zeta. Yeah. Like the Greek alphabet. Yeah. But so I think it's called that. It's all the way over there. That's very far away. So far away. I'm pointing across the room, and I can't go get it because there is a dog sitting on my lap. But it's a nice light red. It's uh would go well, I think, with like some spaghetti, which I don't have. I ate an egg McMuffin for dinner today because, again, responsible adult making really good choices. Um, Kevin has chosen to be. Yeah, so it says Alpha Zeta, and it has a V on it for <laughs> Vapolicella. Vapolicella? Vapolicella? Vapolicella. I guess if it's, yeah, it'd probably be a hard yeah. C because it's... Italian? Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty good, though. Does it tell us anything about it? Mm. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you always read that. <laughs> um, the Alpha right. Zeta wines encompass the range of grapes and flavors found in the province of Verona in northeastern Italy. Verona. Like where Romeo and Juliet takes place. Yeah, in fair Verona, our story is laid. Late? Laid? Is that it? In Fair Verona, Fair Verona where, where we set our scene. Where we set our scene. In Fair Verona, where we set our scene. And you know what? This is like like I planned this because this is a lot about Polly and Jason, very, who are a very Romeo and Juliet couple. It, it's, it's Romeo and Juliet and Hatfield McCoys and all those things. And some delicious red wine. It's very light and festive. Kevin, would you like some? No, please no. Okay. I'm going to drink it now. Every time we do this segment, which we have for, you know, about 11 times, I'm constantly reminded how none of these have paid for us to do this, but you give them, like, the best pitch, which mostly is just sort of, exp- <laughs> like, reading from the back, but it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of lip service to give to something that you just, <laughs> that you just decide each week. Hey, guys, does anyone want to send me drinks to drink? I like most things. Yeah. And even if I don't like something, I'm still very positive about it. <laughs> I will still give a true description of the product and explain who may like it, even if that person is not me. Oh, there's your pitch to uh, send us drinks. All right. So, yeah, Sheriff Keller comes around. He continues to be, like, even while talking to uh, teenagers. I want to say one thing. Moose thinks getting hit by, a, by like, a crowbar like a champ. He's just sitting there with, he's, like, an ice yeah, pack he's on his face. He's ice pack on his head. Like, he wasn't just on the ground being hit with a bolt cutter. And, like, he has to have broken ribs, but apparently not. Well, I mean, he is, like, a running, no, defensive line in football. So he gets hit a lot. Yeah, but not by a crowbar. Well, I mean Archie. But a crowbar is like a. It's like the, the point is the point of like when a crowbar no, I, hits I you, understand. it's thinner, so it's it's not like a person hitting you. But Archie's Archie, arm. Archie is covered with a poly 
a skin-like material that That's is soft true. to the touch is the reason why he could have sex with people That's and they true. wouldn't be like oh robot they wouldn't be crushed also archie's doing a lot better now that he isn't under control by miss grundy right yeah he's, he's advancing yeah. human levels all the time remember when that was a plot line remember how she's gonna come back in episode 13 she has dead? To come back I assume episode 13, and I a, assume dead. such a huge thing it for, like, so six big. episodes. And, like, it doesn't really... At this point, it kind of, you know, connected Archie and his dad more, but they already had a pretty good relationship. Yeah, relation. they're already best friends. I know. So. It has to come back. Anyway. Um, yeah, um, talking to, Carol, to Keller. And Keller's like, well, we don't know who did it, so we can't follow up on anything. And I'm like, I feel like you should still go question the main suspects, Keller. Yeah, like... This child was just beaten by well, grown men. I mean, even if it wasn't... A child. The thing is that Fred Perry Andrews brings up some good points, being like, well, Blossom has bought my crews out from underneath me. I talked to him, and he told me specifically how he's not going to let like this job go through. I think that isn't at least reasonable enough to go talk to him. Yeah. Archie brings up the serpents for some reason. This is serpent land. Yeah, it's like his logic protocols are going on over, are like overloading. He's like, well, if it's not the boss, maybe it's this thing, it's the other thing, maybe serpents. Yep. Because he hooks onto that so So hard. hard. And he just starts yelling at Keller. Yeah. And Luke Perry's like, yo, (laughs) calm down. Yeah. He's like, hey, it makes sense. And he's like, yeah, but it's not helping. Like, yeah, no, fair enough. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so then we have a really mini scene where they're setting up for the baby shower. I actually thought it was the baby shower. And I was like, oh, my God, they didn't invite anyone other than the moms. <laughs> because Betty and Polly are, like, sitting on the couch. And Polly's like, so is mom coming? And Betty's like, I think so. I have no idea. I didn't talk to her after that one spiteful moment. But I sent Ms. Lodge to talk to her. I invited her out of spite, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Polly makes Betty the godmother. Which is, like, cool, but Betty's also the aunt. I thought Miss Lodge would be a better godmother. Yeah, right. She literally brought her, t- took her into her house. It was mm-hmm. a good moment, but she also still is her aunt. Yeah, so, like, she already... I feel like that was, I feel like that was said so that later when Cheryl comes in and says that she wants to be the godmother, it's funnier. I think so. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, it's fine. Um... Valerie and Archie are hanging out, and as per usual, Valerie gives good advice. This is another one thing I wanted to talk about, because uh, apparently it's my thing to talk about when good writing is. This is a scene between two characters that, well, you you are not specifically writing out, and now they talk about their relationship. It is very, very clear the relationship is there and progressed and is good. Exactly. Because they are hanging out, and it's not, it's not overtly romantic, which, because earlier it was romantic, this tells you that they are they have progressed to a point where their relationship is comfortable, comfortable but still romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's and she's there to like help him as he's trying to go through all this stuff. Essentially, essentially being like, like he's he's stuck on the serpents. He's so sure the serpents have something to do with it. He's like serpents, serpents, serpents. And Valerie's like, maybe you let the police do their job. Maybe you don't crazy on out of here. And her, she's like, I'm gonna crazy out of here. Yeah, he crazy out of so like, hard. Shit. Well, it's like Archie loves his dad so much. His dad's like, Hal did it. And he's like, no, dad, the serpents did it. <laughs> I don't. He just crazies right out of that room. Yeah. And Val's like, oh, 
Archie, I literally always give you the only good advice you get. Yeah. And then he robo runs as soon as far as I can tell because <laughs> usually they have like an interstitial scene. Scene, no interstitial scene. No, he leaves that room. He walks into Pop Tates. Yeah, he again. He is a robot. That's the only explanation because yeah. he doesn't teleport, unlike other characters yeah. on this show. And then Veronica continues to be. The worst. the worst. So they're they're talking about what's going on, and Veronica's like, "Oh, thank God you're here." I zoned out as soon as soon as they said, um, "Like worksite or." Um, it was Jughead just told us what happened, and then Veronica's like, "I zoned out as soon as he said construction and site." Yeah, it's like like oh cool. So you didn't hear the fact that Moose got beaten up by gangsters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your friend. Yeah. Your yeah. You didn't hear the fact that your friend was working at a place where people came and hurt someone because they're poor they have to work how dare they do a job how dare they work for their living i zoned out when they said construction site and i think we're supposed to think it's like funny like it's like they're like oh she has veronica mars sass no No, she she does not no she doesn't veronica mars has good sass because she doesn't come off as like privileged and when things are important veronica mars locks in yeah 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 she searches for if this was veronica mars she'd be like justice don't worry, I will go to the bar. Veron- I will pretend to be a girl. Yeah, but Veronica doesn't ca- doesn't care because it's not her, and it's, and not, it's not having her to rich people. Yeah, yeah. She used to have at least pay lip service to other people's storylines of being like coming and being like, yeah, but what about this? Anyway, I'm over here, and now the worst. Yeah. So <laughs> he's really about the snakes. Archie's about the serpents. He's. We learned that Kevin. Has been dating the guy he made out with at Joaquin. The, Joaquin. He's dating him. Joaquin yeah. is Kevin's and, boyfriend. And every and people know. Everyone knows. And also knows he's a serpent. So <laughs> like Archie knows. Cool. So at some point, Kevin told Archie that, that he, he was, was dating, dating a, a serpent. serpent. Which Which is a conversation I would have loved to have seen. <laughs> yeah, like what led up what how, how did it get there? How did that because the only time I've ever seen Kevin and Archie have any sort of, like, like connection is when Kevin was looking at him through a window and said, <laughs> Archie got hot. It's true. Yeah, no, that's the... Well, maybe Kevin told Betty and Betty told Archie. Yeah, hey, remember when Betty loved Archie? Remember that? Remember, remember that? that was a plot for, like, an episode and a half? Sort of. Sort of, maybe. She cried a little bit. <laughs> anyway, so um, during the scene, Betty... Yeah. Reveals that um, uh, Jason was running drugs for the serpents. And Jughead is shocked and appalled that the serpents deal drugs. What did Jughead think the serpents I, did? I'm, I'm going to be honest. I like So what we're essentially getting implied in this scene is something that me and you have been wondering about for about, I'm going to say, since episode three. Yeah. Is that... So no one knows that FP is... The leader. Yeah. And we're calling him the leader because that's what the press releases said. They described him as the leader. And he has such power over the serpent that it seems really, really clear through actions. That he is in charge. Though in text, verbal dialogue, he just keeps saying... A serpent. Yeah, but it might be. It might be the sort of thing that like some motorcycle gangs have, where he is the leader of his chapter. Oh, like, that's like, true. Like maybe the Southside serpents are all over the place. That's and, possible. But like, like, like Hell's Angels are all over the place. Yeah, yeah. But once again, we've. I've, we, there's no we indication don't know. We're of just that. Deciding that. I'm, we're saying that the press release says that he's the leader. He seems to act like the leader, mm-hmm. except for he refers to himself as a serpent. 
So it's maybe weird. he's just downplaying his power. Yeah. Like maybe he doesn't want people to know he's the leader. <laughs> <laughs> By people, I mean his son. Most people don't even know that he's a serpent. Yeah. Um, so this is something that essentially reveals that none of them know that Jughead's dad serpent. All they need, all they need to do is have Veronica see him and be like, "Oh, I've seen that guy before." That's the guy who was talking to my mom about crimes. She le- he leads the serpents. He's in charge of the serpents. She paid him off, except for that Veronica doesn't care because it's a poor person. So she probably forgot what he looked like in yeah. her mind. He's just like a marshmallow man. I don't know. It's a poor guy. Some <laughs> poor guy in a vest. I mean, he looks like that guy, or that guy, or kind of like your dad, Archie. I was once invited to a, fa- to a Vanity Fair uh, party on the same night as Elton John's birthday. It was so hard. I couldn't decide between them. But your baby and his dad being murdered, that's also pretty cool. Your life, I mean, I guess it's vaguely challenging. Yeah, yeah, shut up. <laughs> Veronica. So, anyway, um, Jug- so Jughead else? refuses to go to yes. the bar. Because he doesn't want people to know about his dad. He's worried yeah. they'll judge him. And guess what they do? Judge him. But, like, he fixes that pretty quickly. <laughs> and they're like, Jughead, why you didn't tell us? And, and like, he's like... Because of this. This moment right <laughs> here. Because of what you're doing right now. And then they're like, oh... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like... Sorry, buddy. It's a pretty great exchange that they figured out. Where it's like, why did you tell me? Because I, because he's a gang... Because he, I was ashamed he was a gangster. I'm like, oh, fair enough. Archie, remember how your dad is the awesomest of the awesome? <laughs> My uh, dad's not. He's, not. he's not just a drunk. He is a criminal. He is. Anyway. Anyway. So they go to the <laughs> that bar. Comes up, that comes up later. Which is called the White Worm. With two Ys. Because there's a Y in the word worm. Did you know? Well, y- y- yes, but that's a dragon. I assume it's supposed to be worm. Well, well, no, it's it's worm. It's white okay. worm. A, wor- a worm is a dragon. Except for it's pronounced verm. So it's the white verm. Cool. <laughs> but that's a dragon. Which I guess makes, which I guess a serpent is a dragon. It's like a connection thing. They're talking about the snake that's in the bar, though. There's like a No, no, there's also an albino snake in the bar. It's awesome. Yeah, but there's two Ys in it, so it's cool. Um, yeah, so, uh. Oh, sorry, the plan. The plan is to bring Moose in there. And he's going to look around to see if he can recognize the person who beat him up. Yes. Good plan. Good plan. I, I mean, yeah, it's a re- it is a reasonable plan. That's what police do, but they're not police officers. They're teenagers. And they didn't tell any police. And Archie goes in wearing his Letterman's jacket because Archie has no other clothes. <laughs> Archie doesn't. That's true. Didn't he also wear his Letterman's jacket to the funeral? Yeah, the same thing he wears to the funeral, he wears to the biker bar. Everyone else, even Moose, is wearing, like, a leather jacket or, like, a plaid shirt. Like, a reasonable sneaker. So I, I so they get into the bar. They are, yeah. they are, Archie's wearing his Letterman's jacket, so they're clearly underage. I know pe- some people might be saying, like, oh, but it's a, it's a biker bar. Who cares? I'm like, well, no, they would care a lot. Yeah, they should care the most because they're doing illegal things. Yeah, and the, last thing they, the table. and the last thing they want is a police officer to be, to be like, hey, you let underage kids in here. I better take a look around. Also, Sheriff Keller, Sheriff Keller, paging Sheriff Keller's child yeah. who is in this bar. Assumably, like, Joaquin, it, 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 we reveal later that Joaquin is kind of like, spying on kevin yeah so maybe they kind of let this yeah happen. they're like oh no this will be okay and uh fp so yeah. fp um archie gets aggressive yeah. because his chips kind of glitch and he's like the right thing to do is confront a biker he's got dad rage yeah well he's well also he's like he can't kill me 
I'm a robot. I'm a robot. So I'm just going to go. Yeah, like, I, I don't care what's the worst that's going to happen. He's he forgets to tear some of my fake skin and yeah. then my dad will fix it. Yeah. This is how it works. I'm a robot. So he confronts one of the snakes and FP comes down the stairs. He's like, hey, no. <laughs> and then, yeah. Which is how we know he's a leader. Yeah. Then he reveals that he called Fred the moment Archie walked into the bar. Which is, which shows actually a lot of character for FP because mm-hmm. he used to be super frightened that Fred would figure out he's a serpent. And but so something has happened that he's okay well, with. Well, I think, I think he, well, he, he, he like he likes Archie and I don't think FP is supposed to be seen as a bad person. I think he's a man who's in bad circumstances. Yeah. Because, because he's like, these kids are going to get stabbed. I'm going to have to call Fred. I'm going to call Fred. The only I'm going to have do. to call the only reasonable human <laughs> In this town. Can't call Keller because I'm a criminal and also because he's not a reasonable human. Does FP know that Archie is a robot? Um, I don't think FP's aware of that. Or else he would be like, uh, I mean, they'll, he'll break his hand on Archie's face. He'll be okay. It'll be fun to watch. Just let this run its course. No, no. I don't think, I don't think anyone truly knows Archie's a robot. <laughs> People are starting to figure it out, but no one knows for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, the kids all know. Do the kids but, know? Yeah, but not the grown-ups. <laughs> Except for Luke Perry Andrews. Like, you know, Luke Perry Andrews isn't trying to keep a secret, just no one's asked. Yeah, exactly. If someone was yeah. like, hey, is your son a robot? He'd be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, look at him. Look at him. Look at his eyebrows. Dude, he's a... Yes, he's a robot. Clearly. <laughs> Did you see how hot he got over once? Two months. He got hot. He That's lifted up, up some rocks. Yeah. I did upgrades, you idiots. <laughs> None of you pay attention to anything. I hate you. I hate this town. Why do I live here? Because for his entire life, he's only tried to build stuff. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. We'll get there. Baby shower. Miss <laughs> Cooper shows humanity. All... Suddenly, she learned how to cry. Which, did, which she doesn't cry yet. Which but. I did not understand from what Miss Lodge was saying would lead to Miss Cooper going there. No, but she so, goes, and I felt like she would have an ulterior motive. She doesn't really seem to have an ulterior. I motive. I think she just wants to go to her daughter's baby shower. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> understand what happened to the mental hospital because Polly broke out of it. I did I, Betty Cooper or Alice Cooper just call them and be like, "Hey, we found our daughter." Let's sign the discharge papers. Yeah, like you. I'm can't not quite sure break that either. Out of a mental institution, like 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 as as wrong as it was for her to get put in there, she was in there, which means technically she is under their. So someone had to sign discharge papers, which I don't think you can do if the person has escaped by breaking open a window and running into the night. Yeah, th- this is one of the, this is one of those rough moments that I'm like, because I thought they were legitimately hiding her with. Yeah, but they're not hiding they're her. They're not. Everyone knows. Because she's so legally under... It's. I'm going to, like, uh, retcon over this and say that the Blossoms paid off the mental hospital because they want to steal the baby. Uh, yeah, you know, I could, th- that mental hospital seems to be perfectly fine <laughs> with just taking money from anyone. So, yeah, sure. And they have to fix the window. So the Blossoms probably built them, like, a new gazebo <laughs> and fixed the window. <laughs> the gazebo comes off the window on the side of the building. <laughs> They create a gravity-shifting area, so you just walk out that window onto and the side of And you appear into a gazebo. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, we do learn, because we had a long discussion when we first met the old Lady Blossom. Yeah. What they were saying was Nana Rose. Yeah, not Aunt not Rose. Not Aunt Rose. It's Nana Rose. So she's the grandmother. She's the grandmother. Yes. And she is a gypsy. <laughs> she... The, Cheryl <laughs> says she has gypsy blood in her. And, and, I'm, and I'm like, that's not right. 
That's not how that works, Cheryl. Be less racist. Yeah, be be less racist to them. But, you know, Cheryl's a vampire, and maybe the vampires have some beef with the gypsies. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I feel more was like, can't tell the cat's fine with just vampire blood. What's something that no one knows anything about? Gypsies. gypsies. That's why she can do magic. Because, uh, so we're skipping ahead a bit, but the show's doing the thing where it goes back and forth between two storylines. Yeah. So, um, Polly is having twins. Yes. And they say, well, like, it's like, well, well, no. oh, crazy Nana Rose is, like, scrying over yeah. her stomach. Yeah, with a, with, uh, with a crystal, um, Nana Rose figures out she's having twins. And I'm like, I feel like you doctors know, sure, could have figured, but, like... Maybe y'all should take her to a doctor. Yeah, she's been uh, she's been pregnant for a few months. Amazingly, Hermione Lodge, the only one drinking wine at this event. Everyone else has tea, and she's got a glass of red wine. <laughs> well, she's like, I need this to get through this. True. Her wine budget must be like skyrocketing. No, she's these drinking days. boxes. A box of wine is like six bottles for like forty bucks, and that's got to be cheaper in the U.S. Well, uh, no, I imagine that like after she's drinking like a box a day. Yeah, no, she's bought. <laughs> yeah, no, she's uh, she's she's going through it hard. The only reason it's in a glass right now is because there's people around. If it wasn't, she'd just be like straight boxing, <laughs> sitting it. on the floor, just like pressing the <laughs> box into her mouth. She'd be doing, she'd be doing that thing when you drink out of the tap, <laughs> except for it's a wine box. <laughs> Did you want me to do that once and Veronica was like, Mom, I, I'm just looking to see if it's about... And the Veronica's like, Mom, you pay Smithers to decant your boxed wine into <laughs> bottles and then pour from the bottle into your glass. Let Smithers do his job. <laughs> By the way, the wine has virtually killed my dying. Good. Don't I see much better? Do I still have the infection eye? It's a little bit red, but also you're that eyes in shadow, so I can't really see it very well. Yes, wine fixes everything. I am Hermione Lodge. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so we, anyway, we cut away to um, a scene between Luke Perry Andrews and FP, where essentially reveals that Luke Perry's like, like, so this is what you're doing now. And then he has a weird line where he's like, FP, I thought you left that behind. Now you're doing this, and I'm like, here's here's what I'm curious about. Does he mean that I, I thought you left being a serpent behind, and now you're back, or thought? The, you left you mean, being like, a criminal behind, behind? And then you started the serpents. <laughs> yeah, we're not sure what Luke Perry's implying. And then I am a genius. And I was like, you know, the serpents, they need some work. FP wants to make money. Jughead yeah. wants FP to go legit. Maybe they should work on the site. Yeah, FP says, like, I'll have the guys ask around, see if we can find anybody. Like, see who beat up your... Yeah. Yeah, who, who's, who's trying to hit this thing. And, and I'm like, a more helpful thing? Y'all build that. Megaplex or whatever it's going to be. But will FP and um, uh, Luke Perry Andrews have their talk? Archie learns to teleport. <laughs> he just takes off. Yeah, he's like, I can do this. I know I am not full human, but everyone else in this town can teleport. I can do it. And he teleports to the Pembroke. Because that's the right place for him to go. Well, because he leaves. <laughs> Unless if the Pembroke is right next to the biker bar. Yeah, he's there like right He away. goes from the truck and his dad's like, he's gone to walking into the Pembroke. So, I mean, he, he could have gone partway there, then robo-ran the rest. It's true. But. <laughs> but he at least teleported out of that truck. So he goes to the Pembroke because, we forgot to mention this earlier because there was actual plot, but um, it's super cute. Jughead is forced to help Betty. Yeah. With the baby shower. Yeah. So and, he's there, like, awkwardly carrying around, like, pastry towers and being like, oh, so yeah, many girls. <laughs> because once again, Veronica has been like, oh, seriousness, and has disconnected from the baby shower. Yes. She came up with the idea, then was like, I don't want to have to do any follow through. 
hey, Jughead, you're Betty's boyfriend. And everyone's like, <gasps> and Veronica's like, it's just a B word. The thing that I, the thing that I dislike is that I, well, I agree with Veronica acting that way. Yeah. I, the way she did it was like, it's just a word that starts with B. And I'm like, shut up, you terrible person. Yeah. Everyone. Anyway, so Jughead's there helping because he's forced to because sometimes your girlfriend makes you help with things. But he, but he's happy to do it. He's happy yep. to do it because of Betty. Because of Betty because yeah. he loves her. And then uh, Archie comes Archie across. crashes a baby shower. <laughs> oh, my God. Storms right across. Can I point out? Point out? He actually wasn't all that aggressive. No. Like, the door opened, but it opened with the sound of, like, an anvil dropping. But it just opened, like... Like a normal door opening. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't. Cr- he didn't slam the door open. There, it was about to be Miss Blossom was about to give the present, and all of a sudden you hear, chick, chick, and everyone turns and Archie like opens the door and it's like, and then he what? walks across the entire room to Jughead and it's like, no, no, and he doesn't go across the middle. He circles around yeah. everyone and everyone watch. I'm like, and he's like, hey, I need to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't actually cause a scene, but everyone's like, <gasps> but the episode makes it seem like he caused a scene. <laughs> he goes like like like, like Jughead, you you knew your dad you knew your dad was a serpent and then you this and then Jughead's like Yeah <laughs> Archie can we talk about this at home? And then everyone else is like, this is, this is Polly's time. Let's. And Archie's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll talk about it at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the CW forgot what it was. Because it's like, you know, you're right. This isn't the proper time. We should to have not this. have this drama. We should not have this drama right now. We should. I'll just go. I'll go. We'll talk about this later. So, um, while that's going on, Mrs. Well, no, Archie leaves and everything resumes. Yeah. So while this was happening, Mrs. Cooper gave Polly a super cute gift, which was her favorite nightlight when she was little. Yep. She gave it to Polly because she always wanted Polly to be able to give it to her kids. Yep. And then the Blossoms give her, like, a creepy rocking horse, yeah. I guess. <laughs> it's like a rocking horse you see in a horror movie. Yeah. Just like, t- because they're creepy gothic vampires. <laughs> exactly. Like, this has been passed down the generations. Also, it's haunted by the spirits of the damned. <laughs> Polly's like, oh, <laughs> Thanks. And then the then uh, Miss Blossom's like, you should come live with us at Thornhill. Your baby will, you and your baby will want for nothing, remember, including eternal life. Remember when we tried to steal your baby? We're not going to do that anymore. You can trust us. You can come too. And Miss Cooper is like, oh no, no. no. No, no. It's like the threat of vampires is what has shocked her into being a real human. Yeah, it's this amazing thing where Miss Cooper for once is on the right side of. Her. I mean, she was on the right side with the Miss Grunny thing, but she did it in such mm. the wrong way. But in this one, she's like, no, no, no don't th- do that. The threat of vampires makes her into a logical, reasonable human being. Yeah, and they they have a nice fight. Polly remains smart. Re- yeah, yeah, and she reminds everyone that Jason is dead. Something that the series doesn't even do enough. Yeah. She's like, y'all need to stop. My baby's father is dead. Because of this. Because of you guys. What you're doing, this killed him. If you hadn't done this, we would not have tried to run away. Yeah. And then he would not have been on that lake. Yeah. And all would have been well. And Miss Cooper is like, oh, yeah. Miss Blossom's less understanding, but... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Miss Blossom's like, but the blood. Exactly. Then, for once, the series actually explains someone's weird motivation. And they reveal to us why um, 
Polly only wanted her mom to come to the party. Yeah. So it. So this series does everything in its power. They talk around, talk, but no one will use the word abortion. He yeah. wanted me to see a doctor. I had an appointment. He said we could take care of the problem. And I'm like, oh, abortion. Yeah. You. You. I mean, say the word abortion. This is America, though, and. Though this is a divisive issue in Canada, this is a very divisive issue in America. I will say that this, but what this series actually does a pretty good job with it because, because well, Miss Cooper is horrified at the, and we'll talk about this a little bit when we actually when we actually to that scene. Yeah. the the series doesn't take a stance. It's no. actually a much more ups. It you could take it as either way. You could take it as a pro life thing or because Hal's trying to force her to do it. Exactly, it could be either one. And yeah. It, Whatever your view is. Are both against that. And you could put your view onto the character and be like, yeah, her actions make sense. Yeah. So but, it's actually pretty smart. Yeah. But the fact that they won't... Say abortion. Yeah, they'll never... I know. And, the, and the fact that they try... They, they do a million different ways to not say the word abortion, which is, is frustrating. Frustrating. And I think... I think a sad commentary on the state... Of North America right now, they feel that they feel like they can't say abortion. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: they are talking about it. They are referring They've to it. They brought it up. They Why are, can't they say yeah, the word? It is a plot point, but they can't say the word. And it's a good plot point. Yeah. Like it's and it, I think it's actually handled. Other than not saying the word, it's handled in a pretty yeah. reasonable, yeah. mature, thoughtful way. I mean, it's used for dr- for drama, which is not great. But but I mean here's the things like that can be used for drama if they're used in, in good ways. If they're used well. The same way that like, you know, murder is not great, but it can be used for drama. That's true. Yeah. But like contrasted with, with Veronica Mars, where in the episode they will just say rape. Rape. They will say rape so the title of the episode has the word rape in it. That's true. Meanwhile, and this Veronica, one can't say the word abortion. And Veronica Mars came out on the same network. Yeah. Thirteen years ago. Yeah. That's problematic. Yeah, it bugs me that they just, they don't just say the word abortion when they're when it's mm-hmm. a plot point. And it's the same network, same audience, like yeah. same network, same dem- demographic. What's happened? I thought they were just going to ignore it because because that's something that came up early. It, ne- like, it never came up as an option earlier, yeah. so I thought they were just going to ignore it, which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah, I, I would assume like, oh well, it's just they they're not going to bother. with They're it. not going to go there because um, there's so many other things. I will say that as soon as it is a. Uh, um, oh wait, there is a moment I want to say that um, when they're talking about about it, when they're mm-hmm. having the full thing, um, Scooper says, "I never want you to be alone and wanted or in love," because that's what Polly says. And I'm like, "Well, maybe you shouldn't have sent her to a mental hospital exactly. and told and gaslighted her and told her she was crazy and told her that her sister doesn't want to see her." Yeah, uh- Miss <laughs> Cooper, I realize that seeing vampires turned on your logic switch. But you can't forget your previous actions. Yeah. Um, so when it's re- when it's revealed that um, she's like, like, oh, dad never told you about this thing. Um, Miss Cooper this... has like a quiet fury. Which... And then like turns and leaves. I swear to God, she looks at the camera. And just this, this, it's this weird thing where I'm like, where I'm like, is she upset because she's pro-life? Because she clearly doesn't care about consent mm-hmm. because she was going to force her to give up the baby. Mm-hmm. She was like, and she forced her into a mental institution. Yeah, she so she doesn't care about like consenting. She just cares about the baby. Not so she's super pro life. Because you looked at me, you're like Alice Cooper is super pro life. Yeah, 
We'll talk about this more. Yep. First, we have a really sweet scene where Archie comes home and Luke Perry Andrews is like, <laughs> they have the Archie. Best, they have the best heart-to-heart in the series. You, you, know, you know what? In recent television, especially in drama, this is one of the best written scenes I have seen in a long time. Because it's peop, reasonable people making reasonable points about a relationship and coming out of it on the other side good. Stronger. Yeah. So this is why I said before that for his entire life, Luke Perry Andrews has been trying to build things. Because he says that, and my heart exploded out of my chest. Yeah. He tried to, he's always been trying to build things, which if you think about it, yeah, he built that um, soundproof room yeah. for Archie. And he talks about how he, and he built Archie himself. Yeah, he built Archie, yeah. He talks about how he tried to build a family and that didn't work. And he tried to build this business. And you can have you can put so much work in, but things can still fall apart at any time. But then, Ar- and then Archie has this great thing where he talked about like I think like if I grew up and I had a had a child and they didn't like music, but they wanted to be a bit like they want to build houses like their like their, their grandfather did. I would love that because we're a family and, and we this support each other. Yeah, this is our, like. Our legacy is not what you do, it's what we, we do. do. And that and what's implied is that's why I crazied on out of there. Yeah. That's why I learned how to teleport. Yeah. That I did these things because I care about what our family yeah. has and what we build together. We, and we're gonna get through this which is, somehow. Which is so great because usually what they do is like, oh man, the dad wants one thing, the son wants one thing. How they ever get along? This is like they'll get along because in the end, even though one wants to be a musician and one wants to build houses. They're still a family. They still work together. Which and is they why, still... <laughs> which is why I'm like, can you nominate one scene? <laughs> yeah, in a can, show, can this show get an Emmy for this scene? And they're both really good. KJ Apa may be a bozo on Instagram. <laughs> he's not a bozo. He's a sweet 19 year old who 19 year olds all over his Instagram. But like, he kills it in this scene. And Luke Perry is. Just such a dad, and like I look at him, dad on up, and it makes me think about our dad, yeah, who I just went to a hockey game with last night, so I'm like feeling really warm hearted towards dads right now. Yeah, he said if maybe the Cal- Calgary Roughnecks make the playoffs, maybe he and I can go to another lacrosse game. <laughs> I don't like sports, but you like spending time with dad. Yeah, yeah, it's just so sweet. Polly, nope. Betty walks into because there's like the lodges might live on like three stories of the Pembroke. They have the hugest apartment in a hotel known to man. So Betty walks out of some room. Yeah, into another room. That we've never seen before. Yep. And it's like Polly's asleep. And then she's like, Hey, Jughead, why didn't you tell me that your dad was a serpent? And then he's like, Well, I'm ashamed, because my dad's a serpent. And she's like, Oh yeah. But I still love you. Yeah, so like, I want to know things about you. And he's like, yeah. They have the best working, like, they have the best working relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Their relationship is them, is them being like, hey, there's a problem going on. Let's talk about it. And being like, well, I was ashamed of it. And she was like, oh, that makes sense. And then she's like, hey, uh, we need to go talk to your dad. Yeah, it's like, by the way, work? And he's like, yeah, work. And then they, then they walk off, like, with his arm around his shoulder. And I'm like. <laughs> so cute. Like, wow, this I'm- is. Wow, that's good. I'm going to be so upset when this series breaks them up. Yeah, because it has to. Um, But they go talk to They go talk to FP. Yep. Um, And we learn once again that if you ask a question twice in the town of Riverdale, the person cannot lie. Yeah, no. (laughs) Because they ask FP a question. He's like, 
And then they ask him again, and he's like, oh, okay, well, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so really what they're talking to him about is um, Jason running drugs, mostly. Yeah, and then he explains, like, yeah, we figured he'd be a good mule. He was going to run the drugs. Then he disappeared, so we thought that he just stole our drugs and, like, took off. Then he was dead. Then he was dead, so yeah. yikers. Which, I mean, I see that reasonable. Yeah. It moves. It, then you have the thing outside where, um, where we have the most beautiful scene <laughs> looks like known ins- to man. It's like an Instagram filter. So Betty and Jughead are outside, and Betty looks at Jughead, and she's like, "Do you believe your dad?" And he's like, "Yeah, do you?" And then she says, "I believe you." And then they kiss. And that's an Instagram. And it is a moment that is made for. Internet icon, like why, by oh, icons, no. I mean like oh, thumbnails no, yeah. on that. That is going to be three separate images, and you're going to have the you're going to have the thing underneath the uh, subtitles on for them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, prepare to see that image everywhere. I can get like I've been. Avo- I usually try to avoid the Moa um, Instagram between when the episode airs and we watch it. Yeah, because I know there's going to be spoilers. Yeah, um, but I can guarantee you, if I go there, <laughs> I will see like probably four or yeah. five edits. Of yep. that image, and I haven't even followed that many accounts, right. so. Uh, I just haven't noticed this episode's going to go long, because there's actually a lot going on in it, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, this is where we have the big thing between uh, uh, Miss Cooper, Cooper and Hal. Yeah. yeah. Where we learn that, I guess when they were high school sweethearts, Hal... Forced Alice to have an abortion. Yeah, I guess before they had their other two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which which explains why Alice is so... So thrown by this. Yeah, thrown by this specifically. And he gives the most... Um, everyone knows a mansplaining is. Yeah. And I know it's like an internet buzz term. And I've had it pop up a lot in my past... In my life for the past week, which is super annoying. Yeah. But he looks at her and he goes, Well, I did it because you weren't ready. Just like Polly isn't ready. Yeah. And I'm just like, and, oh, you and, can't make that decision for other yeah, people. At no point does he say, like, like, I thought how that line was going to end. It was like, you weren't ready. I wasn't ready. No, he never refers to himself at all. No. No, no. Which he, clearly, like, clearly he, her emotions to her. Yeah, clearly he wasn't ready, but he goes like, you weren't ready. And he still is not ready to have children. Apparently not, even though they have two children now. And Alice just loses it. She pushes him by the neck. <laughs> yeah, no, and she uh she she's about to uh she's about to knock him out like Miss Blossom knocked her out. And, and then she remembers herself yeah. and is like, you don't live here anymore. Yeah, she kicks him out of the house. Which is which is good. Um I know God, I know the series wants us to be like, Miss Cooper, now I'm on your side. But there's so many things she did beforehand. I know you can you can always be like, oh, but she was like a front for Hal because Hal was always like standing behind her. But there's a lot of times where Hal was not standing behind her and she was still despicable. Yeah, like the entire thing with Archie and Miss Grundy when she was trying to blame Archie and the fact like with Jason, like yeah, the dad doesn't like Miss Blossom. She slandered a dead child. Yeah. So like, yes, I feel for her more now because mm-hmm. she. Is had feelings, but her. I'm gonna say a thing that's gonna make a lot of listeners really angry, and they'll be like, "Aaron's real insensitive." But her teenage abortion is not an excuse for her awful behavior over the past well, twenty years. It reminds me, like in Scrubs. Remember in the last season that was the main episode mm. when Jordan became a main character, and mm. her big thing was that she was a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And she had this one episode where she figured out – it was the thing where they went to a bunch of different characters' heads. And when to her head, she figured yeah. out she could say I was – like, my parents were mean to me when I was growing up. And that was, that was a joke. Because yeah. everyone's like, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. But, like, yeah, that's essentially the that's idea. Essentially what they've done here. They've been like, oh, she had a trauma in her past. Yeah. That excuses her actions. No. No. Lots of people have traumas in their past. It, what it does is it helps make this moment make more sense. Yes. Because she now sees herself in her – she now sees herself in her daughter. Before that moment, she could not see herself in the child she made. Yeah. Before that moment, she was not aware her child had emotions. But now she realizes. But now she realizes her child is going through the same thing that she went through because of the same person. Because you can't, apparently, that's the only way you can have empathy. Is if someone tells you. the child that you made. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's a witch. She is a Whatever. witch. Oh, yeah. She also, when she sees the, the, the thing, Nagos is like, that is occultism. I'm like, you smudged your daughter's room after okay. Cheryl went I'm in. Like, You're a witch girl. Quiet witch woman. Um, <sighs> so. Yeah, now, now we move on to uh, the talk between Joaquin and. No, first we have a cute little scene before. Between Jughead and Archie, where they clear the air. Oh yeah, Jughead and Archie clear the air. It's pretty much just. It's very. We, similar we talked to, about it before. It's, very it's cute. What it's good. Yeah, yeah. They're brothers. They're brothers. Although we have to acknowledge this. Archie goes, "We're brothers," and then Jughead's like, "Yeah, nice bro whisper, buddy." <laughs> yeah, he pulls out like that was that was a weird thing you just. did. But we are brothers. We yeah. are brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So then. Oh, why, FPY? Yeah, then they cram so much into this last bit. Okay, we let's get through all this stuff going here because we're yeah. going to have an hour-half-long episode. Perfect. Okay, so FP shoves Jason's uh, jacket and some other evidence into a bag. Says, this will be good for if the cops come around. And then he's like, go hide it, Joaquin. And you're like, damn it, why are the snakes involved which, in this? Which, it doesn't sound like they murdered Jason. No, it, but it sounds like they know something. And yeah. so they're withholding evidence so they can get themselves off on something. If some, Yeah, if something yeah. comes up. Um, Joaquin is apparently spying on Kevin. However, Joaquin has feelings for Kevin. Because Kevin really likes him. Yeah. And if he's like, shut up, I like my son. Yeah, Kevin Kevin is honeypotting. Uh, sorry, no. Uh, Joaquin is honeypotting Kevin. And you know what? It's cool how that's being done with a gay character. Yeah. And once again, there's a no point where someone's like, huh, huh, look, gay thing's going on. No. He's just be like, no. This is the way it is. You're, you're gay. He's gay. Go seduce him. Go, like, that happened, obviously, at the... Um, the drive-in. The drive-in. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just... I know we have to move on, but FP, you have a fridge. Put your beer in your fridge, you bozo. <laughs> I know that you don't have food in it. <laughs> you don't have to put your beer in a cooler. Yes. And that's how you know he's a bozo. Because he has a cooler. Then, no, Luke Perry Andrews, No. I am very suspicious of the motivation of the snakes to go and build the multiplex. Yeah, the one thing I thought about this is like, well, then aren't you the guy who hired... The snakes? The, like the serpents to build the multiplex? Yeah. don't trust FP. He has let you down twice. Yeah, he, he, does, he does say before this, like, and we, we have our own part to play, including me. And then he appears at the... Uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> why I'm shutting no is the snakes show up. They're going to be the crew. Yeah. And then Which is nice. Luke Perry's like, are you sure you can handle this? And like a real like buff scary guy is like, yeah, no one's going to mess with us. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to mess with them. Like, like, okay. like, fair enough. And then FP's like, I'm the best foreman you've ever had. And Luke Perry's like, 
great. Yep. I'm like, no, not great. Not great. Well, but you, you can see like he has no other choice. He has no other choice. Either that or put teenagers back in there and <laughs> the teenagers true. are going to get beaten up. That's true. Like like, like really at this, at this point, well, uh, well, you, it's easy to stand on the outside and be like, no, no, no. I, I think I think that yeah. he had no other choice. Because they were a- at the point where Hermione was like asking people from like other cities in the state. Which Blossom hired all of them. Yeah. Like she was reaching like far out. And she would have found someone eventually, but it would have taken a long time. And from another state, how much they would have to be paying to ship people in. Yeah. Like it's it's insane. Um, We also find out... That FP is like ninety seven percent sure that the people who are beating up the teenagers work for Hiram Lodge. Yeah, because we, someone told him that Hermione's in love with Luke Perry Andrews. It's Veronica. It's Veronica. It's Veronica. It's hundred percent Veronica's Veronica. ruined everything again. Yeah, and I hope she feels bad that she got her friend beat up, but she won't because she stops listening when she because, hears the word construction. Because he's poor. And sight. Because he's poor. So at the end of the episode. Betty's talking to Polly and being and we, like we think she's going to go home yeah she's like like mom wants you there now mom kicked dad out yeah he's, he's a bad person like, I can't believe she did that and then she goes to the Blossoms, Blossoms. house for some reason and she like closed the door like the mom closed they the door they both have the creepiest smiles ever yeah it's um and then Betty holds her mom while they both cry because guess what those babies they're going to be eaten by vampires so they can stay youthful and beautiful forever. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I I guess he's like, oh, she has to go somewhere. Did she? Could she not Could have she not just stayed with, with Hermione? With Hermione? That's going to be like, fine. The second most logical Polly like, on the show. Maybe want to go in the Paris, but I was hoping that after she saw both of them, was like, you both are terrible. I'm going to go live with the Andrewses. <laughs> going to have a full house. <laughs> Three men looking after a baby. <laughs> three three men, Polly, and a baby. They're going to walk around the crib and sing some song that I don't remember because I haven't seen Full House for a long time. Oh, you know what? There is actually a very important line we missed because we were rushing at the end. Uh, when Hal and Ms. Cooper fighting, she says, you should know what I'm capable of. That's true. So maybe she's a suspect again? She did something else? Who knows? I don't know. I think it's a mislead, but yeah, who probably. knows? It's all misleads. I don't it's think I don't, all misleads. It's all misleads. So Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Did you uh find yourself a CW moment? Of course I did. Uh for those who are just listening, the CW moment is the moment where drama overrides logic or reason. Do you want me to go first? No, I'll find one. No, I can go first. Yeah, you go first. All right. All right. Uh, My CW moment is actually the end of the episode because I I hope that I'm I'm assuming they're going to explain the next episode, but I do not see why Polly went to the Blossoms. Mm -mm. Like that, like the fact that she would choose them over her own mother because, like, like everything up to that moment. Was leaning towards... She, yeah, that she was going to go to her mom. She wanted yeah. her mom there. And there didn't seem to be anything at the party... That would trigger Polly. Her, no, in, fact, some, in fact, the party seemed like it would trigger more to go there. Of being like, wait, mom didn't know? She kicked dad out? Oh, maybe, I mean, to be fair, her mom's still not great. But, but like, she's better. But like in universe, that seemed like a better choice 
than the Blossoms, who the who her biggest interaction with them was a forced Jason to break up with her, which caused Jason to. I wonder if she's going in to murder them. I mean, she's crazy. She might be going in to murder she them. She was not crazy previous to being in the mental hospital. No, she's the mental crazy hospital now. has made her crazy. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. mental hospital has made her crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think my CW moment this week is like a little teeny tiny moment. But it is in the scene where Luke Perry Andrews confronts Daddy Blossom, which is like a good scene. But just the fact that Luke Perry Andrews happens to haphazardly drive up his truck and cut off Clifford Blossom as he is driving out of his gated estate. Like he pulls up his truck and he like parks it like diagonally in front of Clifford Blossom's fancy car. What was he going to do if Clifford Blossom was not leaving the house at that moment? He cannot get to that estate. Would he just stand at the gates and, like, shout Clifford until he came out? Well, what you didn't see is that he was sitting, like, because it's a good thing Clifford has such, such a long driveway. Because he was sitting about probably, I don't know, maybe a kilometer down the road watching the front of the house. As soon as Clifford got into his car, he's like, all right, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. That was my moment. And then he meets him there because he's got, got to do it dramatically. It's fair. He knew. Yeah, he knew. He was like, I don't have any power. But I have drama on my side. <laughs> That's how I will get the upper hand in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was the episode. That it was a lot. It was it, there. There was there. There was a lot, but it was all like back heavy. Yeah, it yeah. was a weird episode. Weird episode. But I think I liked it. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of small good writing in this episode. Yes, which is why even though it was unevenly paced and I cared about the construction plot way more than the baby plot. Still good. Yeah, there was a lot of good, solid moments of, like, writing that was subtextual. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with the relationships, um, yeah. by, show, by, by progressing relationships without telling. Telling us about them. But by just being like, oh, yeah, no, things are going good. You know what I take from this? I, you know how they had that two-week break? Yeah. They had been listening to our podcast, <laughs> and they were like, oh, shoot, we got to go in there. We got to reshoot some scenes. We're just going to intercut them in. And that's why it seemed paced so oddly, because they were like, no, no, we got to give Aaron and Karen, Aaron and Kevin what they want. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, we're going we're gonna to make it clear that they're vampires. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do some scenes where we show, not tell. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to give them some Betty Jughead, because they seem to like that. Look, you can't prove otherwise. They're also Team Valerie. Yeah. Also... If there starts being supernatural things in this series... It's because of us. We, we called, called it. We called it. From episode one. Yeah. We called it. We have known. <laughs> All along. And if he's a robot, because I swear that Easter egg, that is for us. I googled <laughs> Robo Archie and Robot Archie yeah. and other varieties on that term. Because yeah. I was like, no, there's... Like, he's got to have been a robot at some point. I can find no... Robo Archie. I really hope his I really hope his screen name was punched like a robot. It's us. It's all us guys. All right, well you should check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Podcast Moa. On both podcast M O A. You can also email us. Podcast Moa. Podcast M O A at gmail.com. If you have uh, any friends that are like interested in teen dramas or maybe have no interest in teen dramas. Maybe they just like redheaded men. You should, you should tell them about our uh, about our podcast. If, if you know people listening to Riverdale, tell them like, hey, this is a other thing because that's really the only way that we're gonna grow. Yeah, we're not advertising this. No, not right now. We don't know if we ever will. So we want you to talk to your friends about our insightful commentary and the fact that we knew from day one this was a supernatural thriller. <laughs> very, 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 very important. So important. Get yourself some.
What part did the serpents play in Jason's disappearance? What is Alice Cooper capable of? What will happen to the baby when Polly becomes a vampire? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Apps. A teen drama fan cast? <laughs>